0: Welcome to come Agers. I'm Brian Costello.
1: I'm Jim Desanto. And I'm Katie, the May Queen. And can we we have
0: special guests. <laughs> That's right,
1: Tim Parker. We
0: Tim. talk right over him. <laughs> From well, Tim is used to getting spoken over by Keenan. I mean, he's he he comes on our program so he can actually speak. You know, being he he is trained Keenan very well at this point. And,
2: It's Um, been a long, long road to getting Keenan to where he is today. So if you listen to our podcast now, just imagine what it was like seven years ago when he wasn't well trained. He's now married. (laughs) He's going back to school. There's all he's like Peter
0: Pan. Tim got got him on the right track. uh, It's impressive. It's kind of turned into um. A live version of the movie Hook. Like what happens when Peter Pan grows up?
3: He was 16 for 15 years. (laughs) That's true. That that is a pretty good way to describe it. He leveled up. Yeah. And it's all because of Tim. I have a disclaimer to make. Mm. I met with Human Resources before the episode tonight, and I am under strict directions to not talk about Tim's voice during the entirety of Ah. this episode. I am
1: not the Human Resources um, Department. I think that might be
2: our dog.
3: Scout said, just don't mention it.
2: I think so. my voice will disappoint you tonight anyway, because I really haven't talked. I talked to my wife for like, I don't know, 15 minutes today and then she went to work. So I've talked to no one. No, so my you, voice isn't even, even really up. warmed up. Yeah, he's, mm. he's, it's ready to go.
0: <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. um, yep. it so we're fine. thrilled to have
2: Tim
0: here <laughs> because of our first Amazon August selection, which is Midsummer, a movie that was not a huge box office hit, but Tim was one of those people who saw it in the theater. I had wanted to, but I didn't, and championed this movie. Uh, And we actually ended up talking about it briefly on a um, pop-addled episode Jim and I were on. And we've been looking for an opportunity to discuss it and have it on the show. And luckily, it is for, I don't know what the agreement is, but it is one of amazon's major properties they have it in uh the director's cut version of it the 4k ver- I mean it's everything so there's some mm-hmm. kind of connection so it fit perfectly as gym selection for mm-hmm. amazon august but first before we get started with midsummer let's all share what we're drinking this episode what does everybody have
1: i have uh four roses small batch select fantastic bourbon
3: for the past few episodes, Jim's been making me a new cocktail and we've been naming it thematically. So last night I asked him for a summer, a mid-summer beverage. He sure. crafted something delicious out of ginger whiskey and lemon and an unknown red food oh, coloring no. uh, oh, that he no. told me is all natural.
0: Oh.
1: It's for yeah. Vitality. For Vitality. For <laughs> Vitality. <laughs> Cheers! It's oh, uh, so so like exactly it.
3: the color of it. Too. I know, yeah. it oh,
1: and no. the glass, the omagang, uh, the Omegang glass that that we got at the brewery is like the perfect glass. It's refreshing
3: for, but earthy. Yeah, I
2: mean, Belgium
3: is mm, sort of relatively
2: mm. close to Sweden, right? There's
3: I like mean, a, a metallic closer than we to it,
2: <laughs> copperish, sanguine. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yes, yes, sanguine's a good word. A tang. Mm. All right. Tangy. Um. I am a positive drinker of this <laughs> beverage. Yeah.
0: Oh. A little birthy aftertaste.
1: Oh, right. that We're went far. too far.
3: Too far. <laughs> we have to work on like
0: the line. <laughs> Habitual
3: Over line, the line. Oh, Smokey. come on. What is that? What is that is from the, the office line? Office.
2: Man, <laughs> it's not an original line. Tim, what do you have? Uh, I got a little evil genius. Hashtag adulting. It's a guava IPA and evil genius is f- in uh, Philly. It's yep. on front yes, Street. It's
3: like are. right in Fishtown. They it's a, it's
1: a fun place to go once you can go places again oh remember places
3: they have they have great I love a brewery that names their beer well yeah they they were they do a great job
1: Katie one one time at her birthday got very uh,
3: I had too many I love lamp I love lamp
1: (laughs) which is uh, a pineapple wheat
3: beer from evil genius no more lamp for me
2: (laughs) no Uh -uh. no Santa, quickly.
1: I know him, is also a really good beer of theirs. Mm-hmm.
2: They have Stacy's mom.
0: Yeah. All <laughs> their ah, names are great. Right. Mm-hmm. I almost had that one uh, tonight. So we would have been in the same. Uh, yes. I'm drinking Black Hog mm. IPA. Very mm-hmm. nice.
3: Very right? nice. Mm-hmm. Which is
0: a Connecticut beer from mm-hmm. Black Hog Brewing Company. Mm. All right. All right. Uh, time for fact check. Tim, how have you been since we last saw you? You were last with us uh for North by Northwest. Since then, Jim and I have teamed up with uh Keenan and Tim on their Pop Outle podcast to discuss Batman. 89. But you are yeah, Batman eighty nine, but you are out in the wild of uh Exton, Pennsylvania. Exton, Pennsylvania, <laughs> where um you work as a bartender. So you are on the front line of dealing with stupidity, probably, mm-hmm. on a semi-daily basis. How are you doing with Do that? Do the
3: people of Exton believe in science? Uh, I'd say majority no. Oh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Westchester, where I live. Yes. Can you be
3: a virtual
2: bartender? <laughs> mm. Like I, I pretty much am because like all of the stools are just up on the bar because the bar is closed. So I am essentially almost in a cage, like oh, in a prison. I like, that. And I just okay. stand back there and sling the drinks and I don't okay. really come in contact with any of the customers. So from okay. that standpoint, I'm fine. The work itself is okay. But, uh, breaking news as of like today, both cat who works at kuma in Westchester had a server test positive for covid. Oh, Cat no. is my wife um, and a server at appetites tested positive for covid. <laughs> so world's kind of been t- turned upside down over here today. Yeah. Uh, so in the midst of like rewatching this movie our uh, group checks we have for work was like Like every 30 minutes, there was like 50 new text messages because people are just freaking the freaking the hell out. I did almost dropped an F bomb without the uh the mute button. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm, Thank you
3: for your consideration, Timmy. Mm -hmm. Yes, no problem. Already already established yourselves above these two.
2: You (laughs) should evil
0: drink some, right? Isn't that what you do? Drink some bleach that will get rid of Corona. You'll be fine.
2: Oh, right. Duh. Now you, I, I forgot i mean i have bleach i should get right on that thank you just,
0: you could inject it isn't just that, it into to the do cocktails. Like that? Oh just God, put it right in, you know <laughs> uv rays just go out in the sun will kill it i mean these are all great suggestions that i've Science. seen on the internet mm-hmm. or so, presidential press conferences i mm-hmm.
2: i'm i'm not showing any symptoms like i have been taking my temperature from time to time like even pre learning this news yeah. and i've never had a fever i don't have a fever today i'm not feeling any sort of symptoms mm-hmm. i still feel obligated to get a test just because i yeah. came in such close contact with this um so that's where i'm at you know yeah all right <laughs> all right well there Boots on the ground yeah yeah, yeah. he's there Tim parker um
3: <laughs> is that his name yes his name. okay this actually, we got it right <laughs> We got a name right.
0: That's
1: I am than usual. one
3: for one so far, friends. Katie is um, like, um, gonna get worse. Katie's
1: like Jason and June wrapped into one.
0: <laughs> yeah. The like
1: wild card of Jason and the complete indifference of June makes for a very interesting. She also
3: has very emotional moments though, where like she really enjoys a movie for yes. no reason. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I relate to that. Yes. Okay. All right. Um Tim, we did
0: uh indiana jones and the last crusade last week any quick thoughts on indiana jones and the
2: last crusade i've rewatched all three of those movies in quarantine uh raiders temple last crusade uh last crusade it's it's still fantastic i've yet to listen to the episode i feel like it did just come out yeah. as of like this recording like i think it came out today or yesterday um but I did catch up on, I did listen to your Hamilton episode and I listened to uh, a few good men. Fantastic. Um, Especially your Hamilton episode that like trumped our episode tenfold. Yours was so much better. Uh, But yeah, like last crusade is great. I, I, I've, I had fond memories as a kid and on rewatch, it still holds up. Uh, Especially it's interesting to rewatch a movie like Batman 89, where I had such fond memories as a kid and that does not hold up. It really doesn't. Nope. Nope.
1: right and i we watched them back to back like i watched batman and then indiana jones and i was like oh my god the action in indiana jones is so much more interesting Mm -hmm. and well thought out and has an impact on the on the plot (laughs) to a certain extent (laughs) like yeah batman is the more i thought about it i'm just like that's a bad movie i agree dressed up in like yeah it's a terrible script and it's a terrible, like, plot. Um, the characters are almost non-existent.
2: <laughs> and yeah, I mean, both, by the time... By the time hearing, we will not be doing soon. Yeah. <laughs> by the time you're hearing this, that uh, two episodes ago with my buddy Castle, we did top five uh, iconic cars and movies. And yes. both Kenan and I had specifically the Batman 89 Batmobile on our list. And like that is one positive of that yes. movie. But mm. even in thinking about it from that sense, I'm like, yeah, the rest of it just sucks. Yeah. It's not good. No, we didn't come
0: away loving that movie. At all.
3: In Um, better news, I just listened to the last Crusade episode and I'm going to put it down as a top five episode for Comm Majors. Oh, really? I think it was surprisingly good oh
0: interesting <laughs> surprisingly good I blacked out I, I actually enjoyed like, listening to like it that's like a Rona
3: Jaffe book yeah. cover it was better than all
0: the previous works our episodes. good <laughs> better than anything else they've done <laughs> that is like uh, when the uh, unless royal, you're like uh, holding an Oscar <laughs>
1: Yeah. And someone says that about you, it's like no. it's a backhanded compliment. Like- <laughs> that, that is like when
0: the uh, Scrant newspaper called our show mildly amusing. Mildly, mildly amusing. amusing. Mildly <laughs> amusing. And I. I loved it. I took that as a huge compliment back then. And i still do to this. Still
3: day. on his resume. S- still, still on my resume. Still on the resume. Um,
0: Katie apparently has. And we got to get into oh, the movie. A no, box unboxing. she wants to open. See, Again, as Katie, ready. Likes, I'm ready. As, I'm ready. as Katie okay. likes to do, this is a non-visual Listen. medium. We are a podcast, okay. but we are going to unbox something. Our,
3: our movie tonight is set in Sweden. This package came from Bulgaria. Yeah. That's close, right? Not nah, so.
1: not really. Um, uh, I knew DHL only Europe. comes Are they both in when it's DHL it's it's always international.
3: DHL international shipping. Are we supposed to what know out? what's is Yeah. There's something well, in this package now, that serves it's a it's purpose. I think it's more exciting when you don't know. Um
0: oh, Wait, so we're uh, literally just opening a package?
3: Oh man. <laughs> 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 is it a snowsuit? All sink? right, I have to take this off. No,
1: you're gonna love this.
0: What? In this God's
1: is worth name. it. This is actually worth it now that I know what it is.
2: Oh, is it one of the the white linen outfits? I'm kidding. <laughs> you gotta so, figure it out. To quick. Give, give you got, an idea it. here. Uh,
0: okay, so Katie is putting some kind of hooded. Hood? It's her it- sister night cosplay. <laughs> you had a sister night. Oh, oh cosplay. Watchmen. All right, yes. <laughs> What? Whoa, so you got a sister night cosplay space cool. shield
1: for to COVID fight for COVID teaching, yeah. And she's gonna get a yellow, uh, or a, actually the black
0: <laughs>
2: bandana yeah. or
1: something.
0: You kind of look like Ray from the new Star Wars movies, like I when she in the had last that bad dream, yeah. Re- yeah. When she okay, she good unboxing, right, Katie. Go. All right, uh, one unboxing. <laughs> Or nobody who's listening to us a pod has any idea what's oh, going on? Oh, did you describe it right.
3: for them? I yeah, was, uh, it was yeah, lovely. Did. No, you it didn't. You didn't say uh, what it was. No, we
0: absolutely oh, said what it was. You're the worst. Right, time for the rundown. You are the rundown. worst. Play the, the music. Play Lord.
1: the music. You are the worst, the bears. <laughs>
3: <Huh>? <laughs> I'm Heidi Klum with your rundown. Yeah. She's Swedish, right? I don't know. I think so. Couldn't tell you. Maybe German. After losing her family in a horrific manner, Danny falls into a well of grief. Her only lifeline is her wishy washy boyfriend, Christian. Christian reluctantly invites Danny to accompany him and his PhD friends to study a midsummer festival in his friend Pele's commune in Sweden. Danny agrees and enters a world that feels like a mushroom trip back to sex rituals, runic writing, and human sacrifice. When the visitors begin to disappear, will Danny run away or join in on the fun? Mm, I think I got every character name right. Yeah. No internet was used in the research for this rundown.
2: Wow. Spot on.
1: Spot on.
3: I enjoyed this movie. Yeah, I know. Right. I paid attention to this movie.
1: That I yeah. think we could say right off the bat is Katie was the only one of us to not see it, and we know that everyone else loved it.
3: You're... Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it. It was one of those movies where there were moments in the middle where I was like, "Ooh, this could go wrong. This could go wrong." And then by the end, I was like, "Nope, they, they did it. They pulled it all together. It all works." It so, well.
0: this movie is, I would say. And I think we can all talk about this almost a, like a hidden gem in some way, and it only came out in 2019, so it, it's weird. It, it, but it was not a film that necessarily got a lot of play in no. the media. I mean, I think maybe it was an interesting choice when it came out because you went and saw it, Tim. Was it? It was a summer
1: release it was, right it was like, exactly
2: as the title says it was a midsummer release it was like uh, early july uh the only reason i knew about it was because ari aster was the director and i had like kind of recently seen hereditary at that point so i was like oh this is ari aster's next project i gotta go see it in theater because of how much i enjoyed hereditary um and yeah like it got no hype it got no love at the 2019 or 20 i forget how they differentiate the years or whatever, but the most recent Oscars it got no love, no nominations, none I'm like not even for set design costuming yeah. script nothing i 'm like I don't understand that at all, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no hype for this movie, and it's just so bizarre, fascinating, horrific, like devastating there's just so many emotions packed into this movie um, I think initially coming out of the theater my my reaction was all right, well, what, what the hell was this about? Like, just don't be a shitty boyfriend or or else you're going to be stuffed into a bear and burnt alive, you know? <laughs> um, but then, like, the more I watched it, because I rewatched it with cat, and then I uh, rewatched it for this, and I rewatched it on my own, even, like, at another point. Like, the more and more and more I picked up on, like, just what's going on and psychologically and stuff, and it's just so fascinating and in-depth. There's so many layers upon layers upon layers. Yeah, I
1: think for us, we we immediately said... You know, we started discussing it right away, Katie and I, and in a way that we typically don't discuss a lot of movies. Um, And the fact that we're talking about it as if it's a piece of art immediately puts it in like the top 1% of horror movies for me. Hmm. And I don't know that it's necessarily a horror movie. I think, I think it is, but I think it does a few things to like kind of uproot the way you would feel about other horror movies and kind of how it plays with the audience in a way that like makes you, makes you feel it it doesn't make you like, like Jordan Peele, like it has a very get out vibe where Mm -hmm. you can't, you don't walk away going feeling at least I didn't feel horrific walking away from this movie or like horrified at certain things, you know?
3: Well, so it's interesting because it doesn't pl- it doesn't use any of the common ploys of the horror genre. Right. And so it doesn't rely on surprise or necessarily on um, on really gruesome visuals. There was only one time I had to close my eyes, but then mm-hmm. they showed that visual later and I was fine. I so was, I was OK with the smashed in face. Um, <laughs> we can chat about that. We can chat about that. Yeah. So to me, it didn't use the cheap tricks. of of many horror movies Um, and that horror of the, the reality of the community happens earlier. So they, they show a lot of the cards early, Mm -hmm. which I think is part of what makes this movie beautiful because it's not, it's, it's not using that ploy, right? Um, Even the trailer you kind of know, right? Like you, you mm-hmm. kind of know what's going on.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, going into <laughs> so, it, that, that going to this thing is a bad idea. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right.
3: Right. They're not that's hiding. That's the only that. pl- That's the horror,
1: like the part of this that is standard horror movie. It's like, you, you know, it's a horror movie and you know, these people are going to some event or something. That's bad.
3: <laughs> oh, you know, the people are going to die. Yeah. You know, the people are going to die. You're just waiting well, for let, how and when do they die? Um, and the horror over like what the community is definitely happens. I think we well, react let's, with let's, the characters. Let's talk Hold about on. It. But I think <laughs> what Jim was talking about is the way that it wraps up at the end feels very different than yeah. the way you generally feel at the end of a horror movie.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say though that like going into the theater, I didn't even see the trailer for it. I just based on Ari Aster i was going to see this movie and even in the beginning when pele is describing his quote unquote family i truly believed it was a normal family and then once they arrive at the commune i'm like oh fuck it's a cult that's when it hit me oh this is going to get sideways quick
3: (laughs) but they even use that word commune early on so i just felt like right like they they kind of tell you i mean the it opening with Danny's family dying the oh. way that they do, like you are immediately primed for like, this is not going anywhere good, right? And like the, nothing then, good. And
2: then the way that the ch- uh, the credits drop in, I'm just like, oh shit, that was the cold open to this movie yep. is her losing her parents' yes. and sister credits. Yes. I was like, holy shit.
3: Then their, her relationship with her boyfriend, that conversation mm. <laughs> Before she finds out that her family has died, I said to Jim, is this is this the horror of the movie? What? Because it what? is. It might
0: be the most disturbing. So part of uncomfortable.
3: The movie. Like you, it makes your skin crawl. You just want to like shake her and be like, be better, be stronger. <laughs> so like it, you get the heebie jeebies in a completely unexpected way. Right. Like you've already seen the dead bodies of her family and you feel creepier watching her talk to her boyfriend.
1: Right? Yeah, and that that creepiness between them stays through the whole movie. Like oh, yeah. pretty much every time mm-hmm. they oh, have an yeah. interaction, there's like this ugh. Mm-hmm. and they those two specifically um Florence Pugh and I don't know who Christian is Rainer, I think it's Jack, 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 Jack Rainer. Jack Rainer. Yeah. They are so perfect for those roles because there's something about Florence Pugh that like made me immediately go like, "Oh, She's like the quintessential like college girl. Mm -hmm. And he is this he's like that same guy, right? Like
3: It's like what they say about Reese Witherspoon playing like the basic white.
1: Yeah. Reese Witherspoon played the shit out of a white lady. Yeah. Mm
3: -hmm. She plays she plays the suburban white liberal so well. Florence Pugh does college girl really well. Yeah, and so
1: and this guy does he did the yeah, the college guy perfectly. And 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 neither of them are like like i think all of us probably know people when they were that age that were exactly like that yeah um and we're in relationships that were exactly like that yeah. and and uh yeah it's it's oh, fascinating God.
3: When it drops, when you're at the commune and it drops well, that they've been together for three, well, but let's you're go talking through the about movie. the things. You're talking, you're saying okay, the things, and then you don't want me to talk about the things. Right. When you find out that they've been together for three and a half or four years, he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God. Again, I'm like, oh, this is the horror. This is it. And well, then like, oh, sorry, I have a moment ahead. of like, those people totally get married. Right. Like, like th- these people mm-hmm. go forward and oh, get married and then they get divorced. Absolutely. And then they, get, mean, divorced. And then they get divorced they and all their college friends are like, or they have kids divorce. and then they get divorced. or they, yeah. And
0: then they get divorced. Yeah. Um, this movie. Um, is a Disney princess movie mm. and Ari Oster even said that he goes, it is in one essence. And if you think about it, it's a folk horror movie. There, it's It's playing out on two planes. The guys are in a folk horror movie, right? They go to the scary cult and they all die and it's going to end that. But Ariasta was saying is like, Danny's kind of a Disney princess. Mm-hmm. She has the horrible thing happen at the beginning. And as she goes through it at the end, she gets her quote unquote, and we could discuss the ending later, her happy ending, mm-hmm. but it it's, And it's the play on that and the way he subverts all of those things throughout, which I think makes this a film that ultimately will be kind of the equivalent of what the shining was, which is a wildly underappreciated film upon its release. But in like 20, 30 years, people are going to be like, and here's the re-release of the 10 K version uh, you know, Keenan will have his 10 K TV buying the 10 K version or whatever it's going to be of this, but th- it, it works on so many levels that we're going to be able to talk about that it it, it uh, you almost sit there and I'm like man why couldn't I have seen this in the theater well, I feel I think, like it was me- it already- we missed out on it and that's kind of a a bummer but I'm also happy thanks to Tim that we got on the bandwagon as quickly as we did cuz I think it is in 5 years something that many more people who really like and love film are Going to be talking about
2: this movie. Well, I I don't know if you should be thanking me because this is a disturbing film. At the same time, so it's like you're welcome? (laughs) Question mark. (laughs) Well,
3: I I have to argue, though. I I mean, I think this speaks to what you were talking about. You don't end up at the end feeling disturbed. I think at the end you're like, yeah, mm -hmm." it happened. Yeah, she sewed him into. She (laughs) had him sewed into a bear.
1: And, and I understand lit on that. Yeah. I understand yeah. that decision. I just I and I, I think, agree with that choice. Yep. I think that's part of the horror, is it? As <laughs> as you as you start to realize that you're okay with what happened and then you kind of I say the the horror of this movie I told Katie last night it sort of exists in like all these small bad decisions or like the inability to make decisions and the inability to like to to speak truthfully right mm-hmm. like that's sort of the horrors that like compound this movie because the you know they get to this this commune cult um and there's some dist- they have some disturbing customs right so the first one they're introduced to is that um when you become so they view life in seasons so in 16 year intervals was that what it mm-hmm. was so the first season would be well, what, what no, they say.
3: So wait, no, because they're Started in that. It was spring. That first place they lived bit, till it they're thirty-year intervals. It was, it was no, yeah,
2: like 18. until you're eighteen or something. Okay, yeah, yeah thirty-six. 36 yeah. Eight so oh, eighteen right.
1: spring, yeah. thirty-six is, is summer. Summer, summer, fall, autumn, uh, and then when you're seventy-two, you're dead.
3: Which is really also interesting because all of these people then are technically mid-summer.
1: Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and so. What they, what they, this group of folks witness is the, uh, a pair of 72 year olds, uh, in a ritualistic ceremony, throwing themselves off a cliff, um, to commit suicide.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, to end their, right, to, to end, end their season. To end their, their winter final season. season. Yeah. Uh,
1: to, to basically what the, what the head of the, the cult or the, you know, the commune says is to, face death with dignity and and
2: whatever but i think her name is civ civ
3: right so when you look at like which which characters react in which way Mm -hmm. and who ends up staying for it right because you immediately have two characters who are like oh hell no right Mm -hmm. like i don't care what the rest of this crowd is doing that they are all silent like i am i'm gonna tell that guy not to jump I am going to tell them, like, this is bullshit. Like, right? These two folks are like, no, 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 no. And when you look at who they are, right, yeah, I don't care. Like, they are presented as, like, very confident, very self-assured people, very secure in their relationship, very loving and empathic to each other. And so you have these two very strong personalities who are like, this is not okay. And then when you look at the folks that came from Danny's neck of the world, They've all got their flaw yeah, So going Josh,
1: on. Josh, who is the, um, the graduate student who's there to study the midsummer uh, event and write his dissertation about it, or his thesis. Um, uh, it's the same thing. I don't know. It's the same. I'm not an academic.
3: Well, you can have a thesis before a <laughs> and dissertation. Anyway. But, yes. He, he knows it what did, it is right? going yeah. into
1: it. I don't think he knew that it would be exactly what it was. He yes. might have thought that they would drink poison or do something
2: mm-hmm.
1: relatively tame. Tame. They literally throw themselves off like a three-story drop and smash their face in a well, rock.
3: Except, and that one except the, the second
1: guy
0: does not die yeah, on what, impact. Come on, dude. By the way, that guy, how many of you these have you seen? First? Why how would many many have you jump feet first? You've seen 72 of these. Come on. Did you
3: watch her go first?
0: You go you. face down. Uh, fucking, I don't know how, if you guys know how this works. Uh, but, but That angered me.
1: I don't know if you and Brian know how this works, but when people listen to that, it's going to sound horrifying. Because they're not going to understand what either of you said.
3: That's all right. You got to watch the movie. You'll understand it. (laughs) Um, So he doesn't
1: die on impact. At that point, he starts moaning. His leg is basically severed and turned backwards. It's disgusting. Um, And he starts moaning. And then all the villagers start kind of mirroring his moaning, which is the first time we see this, which repeats itself throughout the movie, which is like, it seems like they're... Their version of being empathetic mm-hmm. is sort of trying to induce the same emotion in themselves by repeating the audible noises that the well, other person's making. So that's
3: interesting. You could interpret it that way. I think it's also a sign of like respect and um, power that you that you take you take a feeling, you take a sound, and you amplify it. Mm-hmm. Right. You make you make it yeah. bigger into the world. Right. Right. And that plays a part later. Yes. In so I, I well.
2: interpreted it as. Almost like this connectivity amongst mm-hmm. all of them. Mm-hmm. Like yep. they're not just a family; they are actually like I don't know, telepathically or whatever, connected. So they experience each other's pain. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, and they um, are actually all related, right? <laughs> right. They also believe that they are of, some, of the earth. To, it be, right.
1: well, t- t- to Tim's point, that would be like that would be an empath. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Like so. Um, yeah. So they they start doing that, and then. They the just give this one guy a look. He has this gigantic He's, hammer. Listen, clearly this has happened
3: before. That is basically like, like a He's petrified ready. tree, mm-hmm. and he walks
1: up and just smashes this man I right mean, in the you, face you, with you a would hammer. Think like that they would learn a hammer the size of a tree stump directly Did to you, the face. Mm-hmm.
2: Did you guys see Alita: Battle Angel? <laughs> is that no? But I want to. Is no. that happened? <laughs> Not just like the the the. Uh, I can't. they have the weapon he's, the, he's a doctor and he's an infamous actor and i'm forgetting his name but he has this giant fucking hammer that has like a rocket <laughs> on, the, on the end of it so it makes it go even faster that's what i envisioned when i saw that hammer i was like holy hmm. crap i know where that's
0: but, going yeah but it's but it's interesting in the sense that i feel like that sequence is the one of the only gory sequences Mm -hmm. in what would be a horror movie. And I wonder, is that what turned off some people like Tim, when you saw the movie in the theater, in the sense that I I feel like there a lot of pushback against this movie was expectations that people of the horror genre had Mm. and that maybe there was more gore or there was more, jump scares what was it did you see it in a the theater with other people what was the you know I mean around you uh, it what was prob- it, or, or was it not even very full I, I I'm wondering like what the interpretation of it was because I feel like it is is maybe a different viewing experience and maybe that's part of the problem the shining had when you look at the review the expectation was there'd be more scares the scares in this movie are not traditional horror scares
2: so i mean that that conversation i think absolutely is connected to hereditary like hereditary i think people view as a more traditional horror flick and i think i i don't even think it's that they have the tropes and the beats that katie's talking about like because they're very similar as far as those things go but in the settings in hereditary like a lot of it takes place in a house so you feel more claustrophobic and then there are a few other cheap scares that just i don't know make it feel more like a horror movie and in this it's like a stark contrast when you have this big open vast beautiful space in bright daylight the the opposite of claustrophobia and and those beats are like just you know, you you see this person jumping off a cliff and it is horrific, but then like the next scene is, you know, Josh and uh, what's his name? Christian talking about like their thesis and yeah. like stuff like that. It's just like, it, it, I think it's those stark contrasts that make people feel like they're not watching a horror film. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. I think we're trained, right? In essence, we're almost trained to to accept what, our relationship with a certain type of movie is going to be. And the idea that this doesn't um, tie into those maybe made it uncomfortable and and people don't like that. And I, I think that maybe ties into the movie in essence, right? Like the idea that we're taking Christian, right? A Christian and taking him to a pagan setting and the other characters, right. Are modeled after more enlightened people who would be in opposition to what a pagan lifestyle would be. And seeing that the juxtaposition of that is, is that people are uncomfortable and maybe we're feeling what they're feeling in that sense. And I thought they did that with Danny as well. I, I feel there were little ways with Danny that Ari Aster was able to make us feel more like her like we were experiencing what she was doing, whether it be the scene where they take mushrooms before they go mm-hmm. in. So you're as disoriented as she is when she wakes up from mm. that, because of that sequence and he's, I think, brilliantly attaching you to her. And then and then at the same time you have this other thing where now we're going to have these other characters who the enlightened guy who's doing his thesis or the, the jerk who schmucky friend who is supposed to be like what a modern hipster, you know, cool guy would be. And, and it's in the opposite of these people who are very loving, you know, it is a cult, maybe if you want to call it that, but the love within that community, it's real is, is real. And the dysfunction Interestingly, the more dysfunctional characters are not the cult characters. If you think about when we saw, for example, um, once upon a time in Hollywood, when they go to the ranch, right, those are super dysfunctional. They're like so weird, so creepy, a different type. I I would argue a more traditional version of what a horror film would be in that segment when Brad Pitt turns up there. That is not what he's giving us there. And I think there's a layered approach here that makes it so intriguing for that reason.
3: Absolutely. Well, there's there's big time social commentary there. Right. And and again, that's where I think you go beyond just a standard horror film um, where it becomes more satirical, where you're thinking about, you know, what folks do in the name of preservation, in the name of um love (laughs) in the name of tradition right and how when you grow up within those traditions there is there is an inability to see things in any other way right where like the only folks that go out have a very specific purpose in why they go out and what they bring back (laughs) um everything is to serve this like common goal and i think you know in a dystopian story you take a nugget of truth you take you take something that is true of real you know real world humans and then you like just play with it a little bit right this is this isn't so crazy in fact they you know most of these ideas are based on you know historical fact about what happened in societies a yep. long time ago and in some form kind of still happen now
2: <laughs> I have so many comments to make on this movie. I have so many things to go to, go to, but I, I mean, this, this scene is probably, I think the most iconic scene of the movie. And to specifically answer your question, Brian, like seeing this in theater, as they're even walking up to the ledge, I'm still in disbelief. I'm like, they're not going to jump. Right. <clears throat> and I think also the way it was shot was disgusting. Like it, yeah, it was as out. if you were there watching yeah. someone take their own life. And it, it was, it was chilling. You know.
1: everything everything in that scene is built to make the that the gore of that scene gross yes because the washed outness of of the of the cliff and everything he every the way he filmed that everything was like pointing towards you being grossed out by what you saw and i think that's intentional because i think you, he needs to draw like he needs to have that in juxtaposition to the villagers and how they're not grossed out by it. And that is the the normal life.
2: And we know who else in the moment didn't really, she who was calm was Danny. Yeah. Well, staring at it and she's calm as can be. I feel like she's almost seeing her parents in them Mm -hmm. or something.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. Well, she did literally there's that moment where she has the thought of her sister sitting against the rock and the two old people laying next to them. Mm -hmm.
2: But um, then as, the, as they left there, that's when she starts having like a panic attack and has to walk away, and she practically can't even breathe because I think it finally like sets in of what she just right, witnessed. Right. Yeah. Whereas fucking Josh and Christian are like unaffected, and even when Christian goes to check on Danny, she looks at him like, are you affected by this at all? Yeah. And he's like... Heavy day. Dude, yeah. that was That was, that weird, was man. weird. You want a burger?
1: Yeah. <laughs> you guys yeah. want to like, get a beer and a burger? I
2: want to go get a... <laughs> An and and that's I think when the wheels really start clicking with Danny, where she's like, "Who is this guy?" Like he yeah. just watched people take their own lives, and he's completely unfazed by this. Yep he
1: he has the, at that moment he has like, and I think we've all, and I think this is something that a lot of males experience at some point in your life. You do feel like you can sort of put it in neutral and just kind of like experience things and not not take responsibility for them or not take uh or just kind of pretend that like you're not involved, you're just kind of an observer and and even and, and that's sort of how he's approaching his like relationship with Danny at that point. Mm-hmm. Um and that's why you know he's a shithead. But <laughs> I think a lot of us grow out of that phase.
3: We hope. Yeah hmm. Can yeah, I dial it I, back just a minute? Yeah. Yeah. So just one more moment on that scene. Mm-hmm. You talked about the juxtaposition of the the kind of feeling of that scene, the way that the villagers feel versus the the newcomers, the visitors. Um, but also speaking to the visual of that scene and the way that the juxtaposition works in the color mm-hmm. is it's so striking. And so, yes, the whitewashedness of the scenery You have all of the people dressed in their white or, you know, kind of like washed out blues. It's it is a beautiful scene. Mm -hmm. And again, when you compare that to what you'd expect of a horror movie, Mm -hmm. right, when you think about those horrendous death scenes, they are often in a basement, in a garage, in a dark wood. Right. Like (laughs) so this just turns everything on its head. It's can you picture the most gorgeous you know cliff in sweden a fjord even and then Beard. people dressed like angels you know like i mean it's just this gor- it's gorgeous and then they, oh, the blood and the horror like mm-hmm. you're right but your word was but, great it is such a juxtaposition but
0: mm-hmm. it's interesting that they're willingly doing it Right. which is so different than your usual horror yep. movie. And that's the death we see. And if you think of it until the end, we don't see any of the deaths of the characters that we would always see the deaths of. Um, and he made it a, a, a willing choice. I'm not by and large going to show a lot of how these other people are killed. Uh, you know, and it just, Mark it's just walks off you no, know? and he's mm-hmm. a scarecrow or something. I mean, and what's so interesting about this movie is I feel like you could do 10 podcasts on this movie because of different things. I mean, we just spent like 10 minutes talking about the cliff scene. And for some people that might not be even the one that stands out to them the most. There's a few things oh. I think we have to get to. Chicken because man. Of yeah. The go ahead, Brian. I think we have to get to, because of Katie's drink, um, this whole idea yeah, so the of folk- the sub Sub the folk
1: of magic are, of yeah. So the, the, a lot of the, the things witchery. in this movie no, no, no. revolve around like old folk folk tales and and you know old wives what you would call an old wives' tale and things like that. But even taking it to like yeah, you know like the grim fairy tales, but like the real versions when like sure, stuff which is, is really all terrifying,
3: ba- based on real beliefs, right? I
1: don't. Who wants to take this one around the uh, take it around the horn? The uh, the love rune. Well, I was
0: interesting if Katie, because obviously the three of us had seen this. Mm -hmm. Did you understand the whole love rune? Did you did you pick up right away that that whole story was played out on that visual on the painting that we were going to see?
3: I think that the story is is masterfully told in that, like, if you're paying attention, everything is there. Right. Yeah. And so, yes. Yeah, so there's a slow pan over of a right? art piece of and artwork. Somebody attitude. says a love story. One yeah, of the characters. He's like, what's
1: that? And she, he's like, oh, it's a kind of a love story. Yeah. It's like
3: the Princess Bride. Right. And so fox. you basically <laughs> see that a woman is cutting her hair down there and using some red to flavor the thing that her... The cocktail. Her, her,
1: the, the, whoever... Her the intended, apple of her eye.
3: Yes, that, that that person will consume and then love ensues, right? And
1: why this is so important is because they need to bring in outside DNA to the party. Because mm-hmm. they are such an insular um group Society. Yeah. that, you know, the incest would lead to... Issues,
3: which they also harness
1: right, which is leads to Ruben, which yes. is is still the only part of this movie that I don't think quite.
0: Hits. Yeah, I don't get that. What I, that w- w- might be a whole uh, separate yeah. episode. So is it go go just to what see? He
3: is. So I think there's some pieces of it that are just to kind of enforce the the layers of grotesqueness, right? Like, so yeah. that there's something well, there of like that they're intentionally creating a deformed creature because they believe he's he's a prop
0: he is. And you know what? There is a historical element of it that things that we know today as genetic disorders or things like that, if you went back to pagan time periods, you know, oh, things sure. that we would diagnose today for yeah, certain yeah, yeah. reasons, they would be oracles or something like that. So I I think some element of but that it, might but tie it, into it's, it. But I it's very left to me it is an very underexplored aspect of there, really so,
3: what's going right, on. Right. There so are that. a few parts of the story that are kind of like that. But he yeah, and so like
1: you what you find out is that this this individual Ruben who is a deformed person, very similar to like <laughs> the guy sloth from Goonies. Yeah. Worse. Um, just not worse. Not as big. And the idea is that he paints in this book and the elders interpret it as like almost uh, ho- as holy writings and what they should be, how they should be living their lives, which really is just a prop for the elders to control the rest of the people.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so
0: yeah, I yeah. mean, I don't know if there's Are, any
1: much more to talk about no, there, him, but, I don't so, think there is. It's just an wait, wait. interesting side
0: there,
2: caveat. No, there go might ahead, be. Tim. Like, so furthermore, this this is like my big overall question to you guys is like, there had to be some premeditation to get this whole gang there, mm-hmm. right? You know what I mean? Like, because the these that guy like Ing Ingvar, or whatever, Ingvar. yeah, who who also goes out on like you know whatever they call it, an expedition. And Rum he's in, Springer. No. Right? Yeah. no,
3: it's not rumspringer It's similar That's to Dutch. it.
2: No. He's, he's Pennsylvania the one Dutch. who brings back a uh, Connie and uh, Simon. Simon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like they're, they're basically recruiting blood to come like inseminate the mm. colony, which let's but, be serious.
3: Like, they weren't going to let Connie and Simon inseminate anybody. But that's yeah. another so, conversation. Well, no, no, so but wait. I
2: got that. I thought, can I just say mean, this? I yeah,
3: thought Simon. of what Tim's oh, going to hear. Oh, do, if
0: you do, the, if you do the math, right? And I didn't, uh, upon first viewing, I didn't she, think that's of this, right? They need... Connie? No, but they she need nine people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, but they need right. nine people, right? So, yes. so if you think, do the right. math in your head. So the the two that the other guy brought, right? Then two of the ones that of the friends they're going to need one male to impregnate a female and then you get that scene i thought about this time when danny comes and he looks at her and realizes that oh she could maybe be a a may queen
3: yeah i'm so sorry but that was pretty heavy i I got that right away on the first viewing because the moment where pele is like i am i am most glad that you are no but the other but yeah. <laughs> no, but we're talking about the other
0: numbers. That's what they're. So, no, right? I understand. They need, they need the rest of the numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the first, they were view, never going to let those folks Danny, taint no, the but blood. That's, but that's why those but people Danny's, were extra. There.
3: Da- right. Danny's, Danny's extra. Danny's extra. She was have They, right. they weren't planning else being on her. hundred percent.
2: Yeah. Um, well, so so, and this is my okay. So like, what if like these characters that Pele brought were not colossal pieces of shit? What if he brought just normal American or well. Uh, maybe normal americans are colossal pieces of shit but like what yeah. if you just brought like normal friends with a guy that didn't piss on an ancestral tree
3: a guy who didn't try to st- right. steal their fucking ancient book maybe they would stay. they have let them live there yeah maybe That's a great maybe question. it's like a it's yeah. a leveling where they're like we don't really like these folks right. that so, live here so we're gonna trade well i trade wonder out.
1: i wonder if they get to that ceremony at the end of the the burning so what happens is what we're really talking about is that at the end it's not the end but end of their ceremony it's not the end of midsummer but at the end of the movie they basically have to sacrifice nine human souls um you know for for the good of the world or the the colony whatever we call it um and so the two people who jumped off the cliff count as two um Danny you know Josh uh Mark and Christian count as you know that's five uh, the two English people are six and seven, and, and then, then
0: two volunteers. Two from volunteers yeah, yeah, from conv- the
1: community. What I wonder is if if they didn't have if they weren't put in a position to kill Josh, the British folks, and Mark, mm-hmm. would it be more of like a situation where the May Queen would have to pick more, or would it be mm-hmm. they'd mm-hmm. have to have other people volunteer? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm.
0: I think that's a good cho- Danny gets a choice yeah. at the end, right? She yeah. chooses. Here's to kill Here's my Christian. bigger question. Yeah.
3: This is the piece where I felt like they could have they should have fleshed this out a little bit more. So midsummer happens every year. Parts of this ceremony they specify happen every, every 90 years. 90 years. Now right. if we do the math, that means none of them have ever lived through it because they only live 72 years. Right. Mm.
0: But that could be true. I mean, we so, don't I mean, no, I, I they mean, don't
3: clarify what what is the part well, of this I think that's annual? The, and I what think, is the part of this that's once a century? I think she I thought said the
0: killing was once. I don't Did think that's so. My take on it? you don't think so? No, I think the, I think well, I think the only
1: evidence that I think we can go on is that I think Siv says at one point the our feast happens every ninety years. Midsummer happens every every yeah. year.
3: But then that doesn't make sense. Why would just the feast? every 90 like that just seems like a maybe weird... it's a special
1: i don't know but i i think it's a well i have a hard time believing that a tradition like that survives even one even twice i agree and when I it's 90 it was years apart detail because... it's like in those 90 years someone's like yay it's maybe not Maybe not. I, but if you're it doing also, it every year, that's yes, how it gets we, ingrained. But it but also
3: we, makes it feel stronger for the audience, right? Like, if this is an annual tradition, like WTF. Yeah, that line. If we do this once line, every century, eh.
1: I would say that line should have been redone.
0: They
3: didn't need it. But if, if we you,
0: take it as a fairy tale, which if you think of yeah. the very first thing we see is the wood claberts, kind of like mm-hmm. the old Cinderella yeah. and Snow White of a Disney movie, then... Fairy tales are 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 weird like that. Can no, we but talk you, just about that. you just don't wait, wait, need that. You just don't need that
3: piece. Like just trim that out and it's a better story.
2: Brian, like specifically to Ruben, you guys already said how he or whatever Ruben is is a prop. Like, was the whole text bullshit to get Josh there?
3: To, oh. Like, you know, oh, I don't think so. I, really I, don't kill him. I think that's a little too much. No, I think that's, a I little that's little too, as far as uh, my crazy I, brain is going I, to this I movie, thought, though.
0: To me, to me, that was an interesting take on a... Like, to go down a deep road here about like the idea of like you know who are we whose texts are we reading like Mm -hmm. this is the thing we're using and we're jim's right like the elders are using this as their tool to manipulate people Mm. i I think you could read that in a like a lot of ways um but i i i was surprised like with the yeah like why why
1: does well and to all those points like why does that guy need to teach the little kids how to put someone in a bear? Because they're never gonna fucking live long enough to put the, this is the problem in the bear. That's this fair. is the problem.
3: This fair. is why this is a this is a plot right. hole, right? And, and it's not though. I don't they've know if it's never it's, seen it before. Time out.
1: It's certainly not a plot hole because we're not it's not like we're it, there's there's a problem. We're just not sure what the answer is.
3: I guess so, but a that, that's a plot hole is a like a problem. device
1: a de- no, not really.
3: Okay, it it can affect your enjoyment
1: of the movie. I am not saying that's not legit, but but it's not a pothole for the
2: movie. Without the human killings, they could still like practice the ritual and like kill a bear and like you know dissect it.
3: I assumed that like those that first piece, like the seventy-two-year-olds sacrificing themselves, like that's an annual tradition. And here's where my dystopian literature brain went off. And Jim was like, I'm bored with this. But when you look at the number of the folks that you see in this community, especially when they do the long shots of the table, which is mostly the older folks, the kids aren't really in that shot. It makes sense that there's like kind of like two folks of each age. And part of that ritual might be like parent, you know, like trimming, trimming the fat so that by the time you get to 72, there's only one male and one female who are 72. There might be. that's uh, I
0: mean remember a uh, Pele's parents die in a fire. R- which again that. would yeah.
3: suggest that the ritual of they the nine sacrificed. is not so every 90 is, years. Or
0: maybe it's not maybe every 90 years they're not bringing outsiders. Maybe there's a
1: I, that I think has we could to be every that.
3: year though if they're having babies. That are not Maybe. all born well, of incest.
1: And they can't... Yeah, well... and They have and, to be bringing outsiders everywhere. And what happens if they go on a run of, like, all males or all females for, like, five years? Then there's, like, yeah, a the no, problem. No, but, fair. like...
3: Yeah, they kill the babies. Be yeah.
1: Can we talk about yeah tim i was doing this wait, yeah there's hold on a, there's hold on. a woman tim, tim that, there's a woman
3: walking behind is, you i hope is it's that kat danny's sister i didn't in catch your... her.
2: she's making a lot of noise over there too <laughs> oh we can't <laughs> hear her it just it was terrifying okay, that good. she she's not you she know this temperature
0: does she
1: Tim, we, no we, she's can you, perfectly healthy can you
0: please take her temperature if she's going to be near our show tim, blink three <laughs>
1: times if you need
0: help
3: <laughs> if she hands you a pie do not eat it not eat it um
0: so let's talk about Florence Pugh. Yeah. Because I oh, we love her. Love Florence Pugh. We loved her in <laughs> Little, um, Women. Little Women, of course, which she got an Oscar nomination for. Mm-hmm. To me, I will stand by this. I think it was the best performance by an actress last year hands
2: down i,
3: I agree this I movie she was incredible this little movie, in this no, no, no this in movie this yeah.
2: movie you like this better than little women because i know you love little women her no,
3: performance her, in, per, in midsummer her
0: performance in this movie yes yeah. to me was the best one of the best performance i've probably seen by an actress in five or six years no but i, I think agree it was easily the best performance i saw last year that so much alone at the end
1: that's
3: is like there's mm, so much done just oh, with her face yeah Right. Yeah. Like there's so much going on with her face. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, like, let's go back to the beginning. Like you get like you were already saying, Katie, about that conversation that she's having on the phone with her stupid boyfriend. It's just a close up shot of her talking on the phone. And there's just so much being done with simply her face that you yep. immediately know this guy's a douchebag. Yeah. And then furthermore, and she's after super she learns- insecure. After she learns that he's going to fucking Sweden without her knowledge, in oh my two god!
3: Weeks, in two weeks, her oh, apologizing weeks. to him in that scene. I'm oh, that so sorry. Me I'm so sorry that you didn't tell me that you were going to Sweden he for a turns month. It I'm on sorry.
2: Her. Like, oh, it, it was so. That, so and, it, and, that,
1: and that. Oh, the cringing. But that, like, we can we can start moving towards the end here because I think. That's that piece starts to turn the moment they're sitting at that table. And she says, I can see you doing that. Yep. Do that. Yep. Absolutely. And that <laughs> moment annoying. is when you as a viewer, I don't know. I started to feel way more comfortable with all the awful shit that was happening to everybody. Yes. Else. And I was they're way all... more interested in like, how is Danny going to come out of this? Yep. Mm-hmm. She's the only and person you care about. But also
2: that that early on when she's having those conversations with Christian, I thought about you guys talking about a few good men because of Sorkin's scripts are renowned for their like their quick tightness, quippiness and like they're they're good. This script is also and this dialogue is also very, very good, but it's almost the polar opposite of what Sorkin does, right? Because it was like disjointed and awkward and just cringeworthy. And you're like, you're just feeling all of this pain and emotion for Danny because of how awful Christian is.
1: Yeah, it's almost like those early like those those awful Michael Scott moments from The Office, but all the comedy (laughs) stripped away from it. Bear, yeah Absolutely. and you're just like oh my god like Katie had the blanket up in front of her face at one point because she couldn't even <laughs> in the conversation
3: with her husband with the boyfriend and I couldn't the one thing uh, the one
1: moment I was like oh my god she's like killing it is when she first gets on the phone with him um and she's freaking out because she thinks her sister is going to kill herself which we find out she does moments later so she, that's another like piece of this is that she kind of knows the the She's already worried about this happening. It's not like she gets out of the blue.
0: There's a history of it. Right, there's a history of it. Yeah.
1: She's always worried, and it sort of, like, confirms all her fears about the situation that she had. He answers the phone, and he she's like, hey, babe, and then he talks, and then she's about to sob, crying, and she, like, does this thing with her face where she grabs her nose and, like, just fucking eats all that emotion and tries not to cry. And, and he doesn't like either he hears it and doesn't care or he doesn't realize which right. Or he's just not paying attention enough to even realize that she's not in a good place.
3: And in that moment, you don't know who she's calling. Right. Mm -hmm. So she's just dialing somebody on her phone. And so my brain went to first. So if she thinks there's a problem with her family, my brain goes first to like, is this a neighbor friend Brother, I got to like, it's her brother because those first few moments between the two of them are not, they don't identify that this is her loved love interest. Right. Right. And so that I interpreted as like, she's trying to hold it together because she needs somebody to go check on her family Mm -hmm. and she can't lose her shit yet. And then when you realize that that is her boyfriend (laughs) and then later when you realize they've been together for four years. Like, there's just all of these layers that yeah. fall apart and make you devastated for
1: her. And then, in retrospect, you also skip forward months to, you know, yes. to May.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you know, it, when... It, I'm assuming it's May when, they, when they're at the party and all that.
3: That um, would be the end of a term, right? Right, And, right. and, and it's it, springtime. Right, yeah, they're yeah, getting
1: yeah. ready. Well, we know that they're going to be there in mid-June. Um, oh, man. So... Yeah. So and then so they're still together, you know, whether it it could be as long as six, not six months, but like, you know, I guess as long as six months, depending on when.
3: And that piece, too, where the friends are kind of saying to him, you've got to end this. You've been talking about ending this and that in that moment. So there's this you as the viewer feel horrible because you're like, they should totally not be together. Right. Like he should just break up with her because he realizes he doesn't love her. And then he answers the phone and you realize like, oh, there's no breaking up with this girl now. But you can't you can't break up with this girl now. And then you feel horrible as the viewer because you're like. You should have broken up with her before her family died.
0: Mm. Me like to round out this movie is what the art of cinema is. And we brought it up earlier, like there are movies that we love and we've done a string of movies here that are enjoyable, fun, great, amazing. This movie is cinema as a form of art. And it's you don't see it frequently, I don't think, but it's the idea of what a movie can do when you have amazing visuals like Stills, you can just take stills of this movie, and they could be like you're walking through a gallery, right? And you do, you don't get it much, but you also what cinema is is if you watch like a Kubrick, and I actually thought of like 2001, but there's also like the influence, I think, a little bit of Eyes Wide Shut in mm-hmm. some of this, but also like a Terrence Malick movie, or you see these people, it it is unique to what a movie can be that you become absorbed in this world with, I thought, The Shining. The music was very different, but it, it absorbed. It was it was almost paired with the cinematography and the lighting, which was lighter. And it, it just takes you to a whole different place. And I know Tim likes this movie, too. It's A24. They do these movies. Mm-hmm. It's like Robert Eggers. If you see The Witch or you see The Lighthouse, it's... You don't know how you necessarily feel at the end, but you know you have dealt with something that there's no other form or medium that could provide it with you. It's like listening to an album that's just an amazing album or going to an art gallery. This movie, to me, is one for this decade that people are going to go look at and say this is uniquely cinema
2: yes and, so- and- so, brian like i do think <laughs> it has permeated pop culture already because like i think because it didn't get any love and it just was so outrageous with especially the visuals like i see it on uh twitter all the time like i mean katie's wearing a headdress right now you know like i see that memed a ton but it's i, I people, hear what you're saying that like i feel like five to ten years from now people because is all be like, degenerates yeah, we are. No, it's going to be more
3: <laughs> word of mouth, right? It wasn't a box office hit, but like wow. folks recognize this is a great movie. Um and part of that problem might be the the genre crossing, right? Where mm-hmm. like oftentimes folks who go to the theater, right? They're looking at the trailer and deciding yeah. what kind of a movie is this? And th- there are surpri- there are surprises in this movie. They are not what you expect right. of a horror movie, right?
1: Yeah, the there, there are only a few movies I can think of over the past. Like, the ones that come to mind that sort of hit these notes of, like, it's artwork, it's, it's a genre film, it does really great characters, really great writing. So, like, things like that I put on this level would be, like, Ex Machina, is, mm-hmm. I, for me, is in this, in this vein.
2: A24 uh, film.
1: And, and yeah. Um, the Matrix. The first Matrix film.
2: The original, is yeah.
1: yeah the original matrix film um yeah and and you know there's probably a, a couple others but like what go ahead
3: i just really want to talk oh about the hours the end. i'm oh. just i'm thinking about the ending oh, yes. of this movie and all i right, just and need so, a minute okay you at the end so, so
0: you're ending with at the end.
3: end right so all of the shitty things that this guy has done for four years right we see at the dinner that Danny recognizes something is wrong with Christian. She is watching him. We keep getting her eye line, watching him, that he's like waving in and out, right? Like he. Well, they, he,
1: get, they drugged him.
3: He's yes, been drugged. Yes, he looks drugged, right? Like this but is compa- very but clear.
2: In comparison to, like, you know, Danny's. High. He looks like he's in pain. Yes. Where she's just like tripping balls. Totally. And, you know, loving life a little bit. Totally. You know? Go ahead.
3: But I love how it flips the script because we've seen him treat her horribly, oh, and well, now oh, in and this have. scene we get sympathetic to him. I mean, he shouldn't have drank the tea, but but we're like, but, he's not in control of himself, so he goes into this well, space. Well, hold on. Before that
1: happens, she actually she tries to rescue him. Yes. She
3: says, can Christian come with me? Yes. And they're like, no. Which (laughs) indicates to us that she recognizes that there's something wrong. So he goes into the sex den. Right. And like the the flower princess who has given him her pubes uh, is waiting, (laughs) waiting for him. And it's super uncomfortable. It's like it's like the weirdest sex scene you've ever seen. You need to mention the weirdest part about it. The the like middle aged there's like 15 other women women women. standing around naked, and they are not your Heidi Klums. They are like they are real women. They of all ages. There's a lot of belly. I appreciate absolutely right. These are real real villagers, but they are. Echoing, so here we get the echo in a totally different way. They are echoing the noises of the yes. the the baby making. We won't call it love making. His reaction to some of that. Like he keeps looking up and being like, "What, what the fuck
1: is, is going right on?"
3: And, and there's one on the back. There's a woman just pushing his butt. Right. Yep, I mean, like it. it is the love weirdest it. scene outside of Eyes Wide Shut. Um Then. At the end of this, when Danny, Danny walks in, this is when she decides, oh, I've had enough. Mm. When he has been drugged <laughs> and forced into a relationship. Uh, he still this, wasn't forced, though. This is yeah, when she decides. He, no, but I, I just thought like that he was interesting. Made that like some choices. I guess though. so.
1: I mean, he was, he was under the influence, but no one like forced him to go there
2: and be in that room.
3: I know. I thought it. No.
2: I thought after his conversation with Siv, he just kind of already accepted. He like, his, this, you know, this is going know. to happen. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's the pain he was suffering was like sh- Damn it! Yeah, I'm, have to cheat I'm on the Danny's person. Block. I guess yes. so. Oh, it's so hard. So, but and, then and
3: why drug him? Right? So, like, from a storymaker, mm. well, from a perform, storyteller's I thought, perspective, I thought it
0: was for him to like. He might have some performance anxiety when you go into a room and there's 14 interesting uh, well, they women they do, grabbing they, your ass so, and making you have sex with. Somebody. Well, they
1: drug him prior to the dinner. Yeah, and then they give him something for vitality prior to the yes. sex. But you're seeing, which Katie him- said. That's for
3: the wiener. (laughs) I did say that. You're seeing him have a crisis of conscience. Like, I I think, I think that his reaction to that drink is supposed to make you feel like he knows this is not going to a good place.
1: But him taking the drink was like... Was a decision. Was the decision. You're right. Was when he made... He knew what it was for. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. he knew that when he drank that, it was... You're
3: right. You're right.
0: It was to get him high. I had... And they... and bear, you're cutting out bear. say it again say it, say it again. again said I have no sympathy for him when they put him in that bear I'm like mm. see ya alright it's been real
3: I just thought that it was interesting like like how those last few plays are made but Jim asked at the very end um, you know the big question so what happens to Danny and I think that smile tells us she stays and she becomes that damn red priestess what was her name <laughs> I think she I think she is like all in. She is not leaving that place. She is going to be the May She got her flower family. queen yes, right? pole Just back, there. She go
2: is go back to what Pele asked where he's like when mm-hmm. you're with Christian do you feel hell? Yep. And I think part of this whole process there's many processes that danny went through and this is one of them where through staying there she realized these people are legit family like i actually feel at home here and i agree that i don't know if she's going to become you know civ, but i feel like she's going (laughs) to stay
3: well i think that there's a genius to you know a lot of the ideas in this movie are not new obviously like again they they play on very old story um But the thing that's new is imagining right, that that these societies still exist. And what kind of a person in modern day society would end up there and say, "Mm, I can get behind this. And it's not it's not the kind of folks that you would think. Right. Like it's not this like, you know, fringe person who's like way into dark arts. No, no. It's just a girl who's had some serious trauma.
1: It's someone looking for community. Somebody yeah. looking for community. Yeah. It's the same. It's the this. same way that crazy, you know, incels yeah. get marginalized and, and yeah, do no. Stupid you're shit. absolutely
3: right. Again, it's like there. So there's such satire in this film. Yeah, because it's speaking to truth.
2: And after, after okay, oh, after uh, you know, Danny sees Christian banging Maya, and she runs back to the the bunk or whatever the dorm uh, and they all like have that cry together. Like you absolutely feel that so much with her that you're like, this was a long time coming. And it almost, it wasn't even like it was not only Christian just bang someone else. It was Christian is an awful boyfriend. I've been ignoring this for how long my parents are dead. My sister's dead. Almost like a, what the fuck am I doing here? Kind of cry that you just like, you feel that with her. And, and even at the very end when, The whole community's freaking out as the place is going up in flames. And she's once again having this like ridiculous emotional cry. You just kind of feel that catharsis with her again. Yeah. You're well, just like, yes, I'm so and happy And the
3: pairing for to the beginning of the film, right? So at the beginning of the film, we hear that same cry when she finds out that her family mm-hmm. has died, right? In a horrible way. Mm-hmm. And you see the scene of her. We haven't even gotten into the artwork of her apartment, dear Lord. So <laughs> she is on the couch in a fetal position in Christian's lap and he could not look more disinterested. Oh, couldn't care. Obviously, what's going through his brain is, I should have broken up with her two days ago. If I had broken up with her two days ago, if I had broken up with her earlier today, I wouldn't be this person who has to go through this thing with her. (laughs) Right? There's like this, like, she's the albatross around his neck. And so then to pair that with the end when she grieves again and is surrounded by a group of women who grieve with her... That's incredible. Jim just knocked something yeah, that's
1: over. Alright, yeah.
3: right, are we uh, ready to wrap this up? Yes. Well, we hold on. Hold on. Uh, there is one
1: one last thing here at the end. And I said, the, the one thing that Katie and I were talking about is um, you know, like the horror of walking away from that movie, feeling good about what just happened. Um, I think that, you know, that's like where this movie sort of differs from the traditional horror movie in the same way that get out. Like when you look at the horror of get out, the gore and everything in get out only happens to the bad people. It never, mm-hmm. there's nothing. Yeah. So like, and I, I love that about this movie.
2: So, and, and one last thing, this movie, it's, it's very heavy, you know, <laughs> it's not in necessarily, laxadaisical, ah, sit down and watch Mid's watch midsummer for, you know, an eighth time. Like it does take like a certain mindset to watch this movie, but I will suggest that on rewatch, there is so much to pick up on. Like, f- for example, when you see the shot of Danny's parents in their bed and she's leaving the voicemail, on their Mm -hmm. message box. There's a picture of Danny on the nightstand and she's covered in flowers. Like she's the fucking may queen. There's all sorts of imagery in the background in this movie that I picked up on, on this watch. Like it's, there's just so much to pick up on. Uh, Like for instance, even a line, uh, the way that when Josh and, uh, Christian are having their argument, when Christian first lets on that, he's going to do his thesis on this place. And pretty much like, You know, steal from fucking Josh, which was so shitty. Uh, But Josh describes like the way Christian is going about his thesis. He describes it exactly like Christian's treating his relationship with Danny. He says, do not treat this like a glorified hobby you dip your toe in. And was like, "Wow, that's like like Josh didn't even realize that he did it, but he's making the same exact comparison to Christian and his relationship. Mm-hmm. That's like I guess what like Christian has done throughout his entire life.
3: No, I mean, when we finished last night, Tim, I like within minutes, first of all, it was like twelve thirty at night. We should have been well asleep. We stayed up <laughs> talking about the movie yeah. until past one, and immediately I said, "We have to rewatch that." I, I, like yep. the, because you can tell, just like good literature. There's more to discover, right? Like, mm-hmm. there, there's more there that we have to go back and, and reevaluate. Yeah, it's so good. All right, I'm ready to change the topic.
0: Of course, uh, it is streaming because this yeah. is Amazon August. And when you watch it, on think
1: Amazon. about the next time you watch it, think about the Wizard of Oz
0: when you're watching.
3: Oh, God, Ooh, we didn't even get one. to that.
0: Another Damn one. It. Different episode. Oh, uh, no. All right, time for
3: a game of the week. Mm. Mm. One of these buttons. You want answers? Nope. nope. No. <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: There okay. we go. Uh, here, we
3: go. Yeah, here we go. the
1: third time the charm. Let me. Should I fix yeah. this
3: camera? I guess. It should be. Which? What? Is, what? Oh, it's what you.
0: It's just I'm confused. You. Uh, okay, game of the week time. It's fine. We're playing we don't need it. We, don't need it. Our, we don't need it. Need. We don't need it. We could. It's We're all- playing one of our favorite games. Just pitch it. Each of us are going to pitch a horror film. Mm-hmm. Um. A really scary horrific horror can
3: film. I go first because I feel yes. the least confident in okay, my pitch go ahead. Go ahead. first go ahead. I, you know I hate horror movies so Tim, this, is really, this is really a struggle <laughs> for me okay um, the year is 2020 Kevin Spacey is a world leader who plays dumb while he secretly plots to kill off half of the population make education undesirable censor media outlets and take over the world
1: Okay, so you, you, you sh- just yeah. put okay, Tim, Spade your turn. You, okay. <laughs>
2: oh, that was it? All right, yeah, cool. That's a, <laughs> doesn't have to be long. Here we go. Right, <laughs> mine's a little more long-winded.
0: All right, All right go. go for it. I like Julia. high
2: concept film. I like it. Julia is a gorgeous 20-something accountant living a very ordinary life until she gets inappropriately groped by her male boss at work. She then reports the situation to HR, who in turn doesn't believe her and fires her. On her tearful, angry walk home from being fired, she's approached by a concerned homely woman claiming to grant her full revenge so long as she knows she will never find true love. Sharon, still full of rage and seeking vengeance, hastily accepts, and she's given the ability to make a man's penis fall off after she sleeps with him. (laughs) Sharon has her sights first set on her previous employer and a plethora of other dicks that have wronged her in life. (laughs) This 10. Valentine's Day mm. in theaters everywhere, there's going to be a genocide of male genitalia. Julia Roberts is pretty woman. Me um, too.
1: For me, <laughs> too. me too. Me too. Come Pretty you. woman. Me yes, too. Yes, you did. Get it? Yes. I got it. All all right. I was
2: right I'm there next with crime. it. I, I am it. all Tim, in. That's amazing. Okay. Pretty <laughs> woman. Me too. I love it. Incredible. Oh. I got I looked back at your list of movies. I was like, oh, they hated this movie. I should do something yeah, about yeah, this. Mm-hmm. That
1: would be there <laughs> When Lois dies in a freak car accident and her soul is forced into the body of young Alexi 20 years later, she must this haunt her widower mm-hmm. and her best friend so that they don't have sex. She also wants to have sex with her own son. Yes! Andy, <laughs> Andy yes. McDowell and Tom Holland yes! star in Second Chances <laughs> Are. That's (laughs) amazing. R (laughs) D J as the widower and Kristen Wiig as the best friend. Yes,
0: so good. That's better cast. (laughs) All right, here's here's my pitch. It's 2020. The world is in disarray, and renowned wine bottle artist Roland Blanc, played by by if looks could kill,s Richard Grieco, is in a freak glass blowing factory fire. When he awakes 12 months later, he is shocked to see Donald Trump is still president.
3: See, Brian and I were in this. Wait, Brian, as usual, you and I are sharing brains. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Richard Grieco. Because right. the acting alone would be scarier than mm-hmm. anything else. Tim that was could talking
1: about, uh, if folks could kill on pop battle last yes. week. Yes. I'm going to zip mm-hmm. myself
3: in before I do. And Tim answers five questions. Um, I have one question for Tim, which is, Tim, how do you get your teeth so white?
2: I just take good care of them. They're blindingly I, uh, white. I love it. Personal hygiene. plus. right. I'm still seeing a dentist twice a year. Right. There we go.
0: I love it. Exactly. Five question time. Answers? Here we go. You want answers? I answers.
3: want the truth. <laughs> what makes a man, Mr. Lebowski?
0: What the fuck is the internet?
1: I throw this blood on you, Why? right?
0: All right, here we go five question time tim is answering this week first up thumbs up or thumbs down uh we see a group friendcation in this film mm-hmm. uh what is your feeling on those are you thumbs up or thumbs
2: down on group vacations well i've i've done them plenty of times with just friends thumbs up but with the wife i'm a little weary about that i've only gone on vacation with just her uh but we are going to Hawaii this May for a wedding and it will be with some other like couples. So we'll see how it goes. As of right now, I'm kind of going thumbs down, but uh, we'll see. Maybe after this experience, it'll be a thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. Now just don't go to
0: Sweden. Uh, (laughs) Here we go. Uh, Tim, Tim, what's scarier, a
2: cult or a serial killer? I think through talking about this movie, we, discovered that cults aren't maybe as bad as we thought they were. And uh, serial killers, like in. most recently, I watched uh, Conversations with a Killer, that documentary about mm. Ted Bundy on Netflix. Oh, yeah. That Creepy. will chill you to your core. So serial, serial killers are absolutely way worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cults might
0: be a growth industry in 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> It might be a growth industry. Uh, fill in the blank. The,
2: the perfect alternative title for this movie would be... Alright, so I have a few. I came up with May Queen. Yeah. Uh summer thesis. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> that sounds like, like summer a vacation. like a Mark Harmon like the yeah, sequel to summer,
3: summer School. It's, it's road trip. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh
2: more serious grievance, because if there's one ah. word I think to describe oh, Danny, it's yeah. grievance. Like mm-hmm. I feel like she's been unfairly treated mm-hmm. this oh, whole yes, movie. Absolutely. And then lastly, I came up with Maya's Mons pubis pie. <laughs> Ooh. Wow. Well, oh, wow. That's a
0: great band name.
2: Is it? <laughs> no,
0: it's a little long. No, but, it's, a, it's uh, an
1: emo band. It's
0: an emo band. Um, all right. Favorite question. Uh, this film was produced like so many uh, other amazing ones that we've talked about a little bit. The Witch um, oh. Lighthouse is an A24
2: film, which Tim absolutely loves. Uh, Tim, what's your favorite A24 film? There's so many. Um, in looking at the list, I realized how many I have not seen. Uh, I Ex Machina, I think, was the first movie to put a twenty-four on my map, and then since then, I've watched like a ton of their movies. Like Moonlight is an a twenty-four film. Most recently, Uncut Gems. Um, I would probably have to say Lady Bird, and I know you guys like. I think because of listening to how you guys reacted to that movie and you had like, because your parents, you had this completely different take on pretty much every single relationship and scenario, I think is part of what makes that movie so special. Yeah. Cause I had the opposite opinion, you know, like, and, and, and I don't mean that in like an argumentative bad way. Like, I think that's what makes it just so unique. That movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: You should have an a 24 podcast. You'd have to get another co-host. Cause I'm not sure Keenan <laughs> would be able to watch a 24 films. Yeah. It's, it's Stuff to be tear
2: him away from, like, Sharknado or I don't know. Whatever.
1: Once We're he gets his degree, it's, he's going to be, like, wearing tweed <laughs> and
0: shoulder. He's going <laughs> to um, have elbow pads matches. on. Well, yeah. he's got his realtor, <laughs> Smoking a pipe Castle, looking for new homes for him. Yeah, yep. <sighs> He's going to be in a new homeowner somewhere. Mm-hmm. Finally, deep thoughts question here. Have you ever been so bad in a relationship that you deserve to be stuffed inside a dead bear and set a fire? Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: my entire 20s dating my now wife. Yes.
3: ooh, ooh she stayed. Wow. Ooh. Do we need to talk uh, to her?
2: Uh, No, but I mean, like, <laughs> no. that,
3: are that, you that's there? What's, that's what's also I think. Cat, are you there? So
2: much. She, she, she is. She's, she's eating. <laughs> she's just kind of waving. Blink if there. you
3: need help. <laughs> I have some blink recipes if, that might help you.
0: Blink if you need a dead bear.
3: <laughs> yeah
1: we know how to do the uh, intestine part
3: I have to say this film has changed something forever in my relationship I have always referred to Jim as my bear man Ooh, well, not anymore not anymore I, I think
1: it's I think it's done okay nah, it's still know, it feels
3: weird it feels weird now
1: yeah, uh, but wait, wait! If cool, she didn't yeah. decide to put him in the thing, could he just wear the bear thing around the? I commune? would
3: hope so. I thought that how ridiculous
1: cool. did he look or would by they the way? Have put the other
0: person in the bear. Right?
3: I thought they Isn't were going to try to keep it? the bear Probably. alive. They put the other
1: guy in the bear. I thought bear, they were
3: going to like stuff him. But into they it. Pretty, I didn't realize alive
0: bear.
1: Yeah, this this watching I realized they were really mean to Christian when he was in the bear costume in the little thing about to be set on fire um so oh, i wonder if they would have they were like we'll cast you down you know you you yeah. represent all the evil in us and so i wonder if they would have said that to the other dude as well interesting
3: yeah, uh, we didn't like, even talk about go, the fact dude. that they gave the two guys the two members of their community they're like from the yew tree so you feel nothing and then we get to see the fire take them and the screams <laughs> yeah they're full of sh- so good it's all
2: full of crap so good
0: um Amazing movie. Yeah. Um, Tim, very good. Where can we find Pop Addle? That, though, most of our listeners will know. Where can we find you, and what, what do you have
2: coming up? Keenan takes care of facebook.com slash popaddled at popaddled on Instagram. I do the Twitter feed at popaddled. You can email us popaddled at gmail.com. We're on all of the streaming or the places you find your podcast. As of your listening of this, we have probably most recently did Mission Impossible 5 Rogue Nation. Yes. I know you've been hyped for this, Brian. Um uh, after that, we're going to get together with our buddy Warren at some point soon to f- uh, do the next two movies of uh, the Chucky movies. Uh, oh. I think it's <laughs> some hard I think it's, hitting. I think it's like Cult hard and Curse. Mm-hmm. Cult of Chucky. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like both all, all the leading, serial killer and the, the uh, There was a 2019 Child's Play no, movie. No, there was? Yes. I it's mean. on Amazon right now. Actually. How did oh. we miss
3: it? How did we miss that?
2: Because mm-hmm. I didn't know the other ones were made. Is what's um, his name still Chucky? Uh, Brad Durf? Is that his name? How do no, they know they changed that, right? Yeah. It's uh, Mark Hamill, isn't it now? Oh. I think in the last one it was.
1: Okay. Wow.
2: But so far through Seed, it has been the same voice, yeah. which okay. is very iconic. All right. So make sure
0: you tune in there. Uh, we will see the, I don't want to say lesser.
3: Member? Other. The uh, other. The, the other? other
0: half. The other half Mm -hmm. of Pop Addle will be joining us next week as we continue our exploration of the wonderful world of Amazon Prime as we look at the adventures of Buckaroo Banzai
2: across the eighth dimension. I'm super pumped you guys are doing that because I've never seen it, so I'm definitely going to watch.
3: Awesome. <laughs> I, have, I have no idea what this movie is. We I got to oh, get the clip from
1: Keenan of me trolling Keenan about that movie so we can play it on the episode.
3: Yeah, so you, yeah please do
0: get that. Tim, thank you so much. Uh, Thanks for having me, guys. We love talking Tim, about Tim, we, we love you. We love you. We love, love you. Love you. For us. We do. Um, oh, wait. Do you have an Amazon movie for us? I forgot. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah well, Mission, Mission Impossible 4 and 6, uh, Ghost Protocol, and... Um, Fuck Fallout are yes. on Amazon. Spaceballs, Knives Out, Dirty Dancing, Uh, Rocket Man. There's so many on Ooh. there that are just oh, The Terminator, the original. Tim, you uh, can't give us
3: more. nine suggestions. Tim, pick oh, one. Shit. Tim, I'm sorry.
2: Pick I thought this one was for the fans. T- well, it could be for the fans. <laughs> uh, if you right. had to pick one. Fan what would suggestions. It be? Uh, I'm gonna say Bumblebee because it's Ooh. actually oh, really, that's
0: right. Really you good. love
2: Bumblebee.
0: You I love, do that. love Bumblebee. That's a- okay. So yes, Bumblebee.
2: That will
3: Don't be in the box. So there's films. a there's um, a bumblebee car in our neighborhood. Yeah, there is. Awesome. Yeah. Yep.
0: All right. Uh, we Jetta. will be back with Buckaroo Banzai next time.
3: All right. Bye, commenters. Bye, Bye everyone. Bye. Bye.